This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jason Jones, your partner over on the J Street Vibes podcast, uh, is going to join us coming up in about 20 minutes. Uh, TC, he's going to join us right now. 916-909-1320. TC, uh, Ramsey's favorite caller. What's happening, man? (laughs) Yes, sir. What's up with my two brothers? My guy. What's going on, TC? I'm all right. Just got a couple of things. First and foremost, the Kings, you can tell. I was at the game last night. You could tell that Mike Brown, I think, listened to the show and read the comments, <laughs> bro, because he, he he went back to playing Meggie and KZ, and that's when we were winning early in the season. And when he got in this mode of taking people out because they're not doing what he wants and all that, we start losing. You get what I'm saying? And that, what you were saying yesterday, Kenny? Mm-hmm. about just it comes to a time to like, hey, what you're doing, Mike, isn't working, bro. So go back to what we're doing because we were winning. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see if that's exactly uh, what's going on here with the next couple of games if he, you know, keeps them in the rotation. For sure. And then an- another thing on the Niners, d like everybody's losing their mind on this dude, Brock. Brock is doing good, bro. Like Trey Lance will be here. Like if you so – if you trade Lance away correctly, like, so just say if you trade Lance away, who's going to be your backup? That was the whole issue anyway. We were trying to have a bet. We needed a solid backup quarterback. So this would be a quarterback competition. No matter what Brock does, he could win the Super Bowl. He could do whatever he does. It's going to be a quarterback competition. Trey Lance will get his fair share. Jimmy G got his fair share. All these other quarterbacks got their fair share. Why is Lance different? And he only played like a game and a half. You get what I'm saying? So he's going to get his fair share, bro. He's not getting traded. May the best man win come OTAs. Well, I'll say this, TC, and we appreciate you for calling. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, there ain't no competition. Yeah, you're wrong. I think Trey Lance will still be on the squad, but there ain't no competition. I just said, I said earlier, Trey Lance will be in at that mm-hmm. QB1 slot. Brock Purdy hoists the Vince Lombardi trophy. Erase on the dry erase board. It's Brock Purdy as number one. And that ain't no competition. I think Brock Purdy might be the QB one now. He might be. He might be. He has more of mm-hmm. a sample size than than Trey Lance does. And I think the other thing is like you know TC talking about the backup, you know the backup position. I don't know that a player who's played four games in the last three years is the player that you want as your backup quarterback. If you can, you don't have to trade him for nothing. You don't trade him for nothing. If this winds up being a situation where you traded multiple first-round picks uh, to land a backup quarterback, then that's exactly what it needs to be. Uh, but I believe you, he'll he'll have value. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 potentially dicey thing for San Francisco is I believe his value is going to be 
at its absolute highest this year. Not because because people are going to look at San Francisco like if especially if Brock keeps winning, right? The longer Brock goes in the playoffs, the more the, the like if if we said it's a 50-50 chance right now Brock Purdy's the 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 starting quarterback next year. Mm-hmm. They beat Seattle. Mm-hmm. Nah, maybe it's 60-40 he's, he's in his favor. Then they win again. Oh, maybe it's 70-30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they win again, know. and then all of a sudden it's like, how is Brock Purdy not the starting quarterback? He's established something with all of these guys, and at this point he's looking for, as a starter, win six in a row, seven in a row, eight in a row, and so on and so on. And those are reps with this group. Mm-hmm. That will be back next year. I think Trey's value is going to be high because that – the, the quarterback turnover that we talked about. There's going to be a lot of teams looking for a starting quarterback next year. And if you can't land what you want in the draft, maybe you could land a young guy on a manageable rookie scale contract. Mm-hmm. You get a couple years to look at him uh, and build around him and establish something and go from there. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think the plan would be to keep Trey Lance as your backup quarterback. I don't think that would be the plan. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know why. You I'm not would. saying you wouldn't do it. Yeah, I, but I don't think that. I, I don't think that would be the plan to do it. I I, I look at um, what's going on. So next year, uh, the Niners are projected to have ten million dollars with their quarterbacks if they just keep Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. The Miami Dolphins, I just went to a random team that has like a quarterback and had to go sign a backup quarterback. This year, the Miami Dolphins were paying $15 million for their quarterback situation between Tua and Teddy Bridgewater. So, you know, if you move on from Trey, it'll probably be, it'll probably still be around 10 because Brock Purdy doesn't make a lot of money at all. So it'll, it'll be about what it was this year. But, I just I look at it as Trey has shown enough. He's first of all he showed enough to be your starting quarterback. Like that's what you went into the season. Uh, saying he was QB one. He showed enough to do that. So if he showed enough to at some point win that job, I don't know why he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to be a backup. Is it just the circumstances? Like it would be awkward. Like is that? Is that why? Or because performance-wise, I mean, Skylar Thompson was a backup. Trey Lance in his time in 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 the league has looked better than Skylar Thompson. He, he, I've seen enough that he could be a viable backup. It's not a quite. It's not a question of what Trey can do to me. It's a question of what other teams would. I don't think the 49ers should keep him as a backup quarterback. This is a, this is a, a. I mean. This is a this is a silly conversation. This conversation is going to be had, and it's going to be had a lot. 49ers got it. They got the Seahawks this weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm just looking. I'm. I'm. It's. It's hard. Hell, even a familiar. You don't think Robert Sala would 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 Bob Sala would inquire about? Hey, what are you guys doing over there? I ain't got no quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. I got QB zeros over here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think he would. But what are you? I, I just, yeah, Niners got picks, you know. Potentially, they can get some more compensation. So picks. you just you just want to keep him there and just let him sit. No, he well he'd be the backup, but 
which means he sits. He's not playing. I mean, a lot of these backups end up playing. You just lost two quarterbacks this this year. <laughs> you just lost two quarterbacks for the year this year. So, yeah, he in the ideal world, he'd never play. Odds are he, he just might. And you want to be prepared for that the way they were prepared for it this year. So he can just and, – and how many games did he play this year? One and a half. Last One year? Two. What about the year before? Zero. Oh. Okay, so we've played three games in the span of three years and he's going to be your backup quarterback. Okay. So move on from him and go get Teddy Bridgewater? Sure. For what? That's Teddy Bridgewater's role in the league right now. This He's, Teddy so. Bridgewater isn't 23 years old. Okay. I mean, I don't I, I don't, don't want a 23-year-old who's played three games in the NFL to be my backup quarterback. <laughs> Brock Purdy was your backup quarterback this year. No, Jimmy Garoppolo was their backup when quarterback. When Trey went down, it was Brock Purdy. And well, that, like, that's what you had to do. People were like, they, they he was your third-string quarterback. They had time to go sign somebody. Oh, that happened in week that. two. That happened in week two. And they said, all right, well, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, is the backup if anything goes wrong. Well, you had kept him on your roster. He had been around at that point. Why not? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, look, I don't, I'm not, like, passionately against, like, you can't trade Trey. I don't feel that way. But I don't and see. Di- but didn't reason. they go sign Josh Johnson? Yeah, when they had no more quarterbacks left. But, the, but that's but what I mean. Brock Purdy. That, well, well, that's what I mean. They went and like you, you, you went, you, 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 you got the backup plan. If it didn't work with Brock Purdy, you, you went and got it. Yeah. You just you were riding Jimmy Garoppolo out and thought, well, if Jim, if if I'm, I'm sure it wasn't if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't work out. I'm sure it was if something happens to Jimmy. Mm-hmm. This kid's been here. We, we're confident in what we could do at that point. At that point, you had. Christian McCaffrey, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm saying that's 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 why wouldn't that be the same way they think about Trey? Because like, he's 23 and he hasn't played enough games yet. Okay, I'm just about uh, okay. Did they, Brock Purdy play football last year? Yeah, I think yeah. Trey Iowa didn't. State. Did Brock Purdy play football the year before? Because Trey didn't. No. At some point, dude's got to play football. Right. Well, if he's your, are you confident if, if something happened to Brock Purdy in Week Four next year, regardless, regardless of what happens this year, yeah. you're, you're confident Trey Lance just steps right in, three years no football I, and and delivers. I am okay. Well, then keep him. <laughs> I am keep him. That just seems far fetched to me. It. I mean, I can understand the argument as to why you would feel that way or anybody else would feel that way, but I mean, hell, he, there were 49er fans calling for his head when he was playing. So there, and they were wrong. <laughs> well, we don't know if they were wrong because he didn't get to play. There, there, there was. I think they were wrong, but we don't. That, that they think, I think it's all it's all coffee boy opinions at this we, point. We are, and those are the worst. The um, that's right because they're not based in any fact. <laughs> that's why they're the worst because we didn't get to see him play. We saw him play, and he played fine. No, no, I saw him play right. We didn't really get fine. to see him play. Yeah. Um, the the thing the thing about about that is why I would be confident. I was confident enough in him leading this team to the playoffs this year in the same matter. And it's not like he's been sitting on the couch by the time they play. Like, he's been sitting on the couch this year because he has a broken ankle. But last year he played. He was in the system. 
Next year, by the time OTAs start, he would have played and been out there on the floor. So he's not like out of shape or doesn't know how to play. He just hasn't doesn't have the NFL experience, which leads to like uh, I don't know what he can do for a long term in those situations. But yeah. So you turned do you turn down trade opportunities? I wouldn't. And I'm yes, there are certain ones that I would turn down. I wouldn't say I have to trade him. That's what you said earlier. You have to trade him. I wouldn't say that. I would explore them. I would take phone calls. We could have these conversations. But if it's not anything that I want, I know we joked about it, but I'm not trading him for a fifth and a sixth. You know what I mean? Like, you got to make it worth my while or else I could just keep him. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's an offer you don't make. Um, okay. But I, I don't, I mean, there's no like factual way to put this into anything. This is all just hypothetical the, stuff. The one thing that I was, I was going to say though about Trey that would be like um, against him starting is to the point of the fact that he hasn't played a lot of football. I do believe this team is ready right now to win a Super Bowl. And I, the argument against him being QB1, even if, say, Brock um, got bounced on, on Saturday. The argument against Trey Lance is this team doesn't have time. They had time this year because it was the start of it to let a guy feel himself, you know, in the league for the first time. Now you're in the second year of what I believe is a three-year window. We don't have time for a guy to feel his way through the league. It's time for it's time to go. You got three years to win at least one Super Bowl. It's time to go, and that would be my argument against having Trey Lance. Um, starting for you next season, if if there was like between him and Brock or somebody like that, there's probably. I, I mean, I could do some research on this and we could look talk about it tomorrow because the same person always comes to mind. It's not far fetched to think Brock Purdy plays like crap on Saturday. Not at all. I mean, you think about Lamar's first playoff appearance; it was not terrible. Not at all. Um, there are plenty of guys who have had that first step into the playoffs and it hasn't gone well. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a- nothing we've seen leads us to believe that. And I think this is where, again, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm sure I got the, I, I don't even know if I have to be a captain, but Welcome back. this is, that's, that's where the Kyle Shanahan stuff comes into play. Yeah. Hey, oh man, Brock looks terrible. Ah, oh, that's cool. Just <laughs> give the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Hey, Brock, you only need to throw the ball one yard to 23 and we're fine. Yeah. The, the the get it over to nineteen. We're good. Here's the here's the other funny thing about Brock in the playoffs and and all this other stuff. <laughs> and this is my guy. This is gonna sound like a oh my god moment. Jimmy Garoppolo's career playoff stats: two touchdowns, five interceptions, one hundred and forty six yards per game, seven yards per attempt, a QBR of forty four point eight. They were able to get to the Super Bowl and NFC Championship game with that. Like, I wouldn't want to do that all the time, but there is arguments to be made the way they run the football and the way they defend. Right, Brock doesn't have to be any more he than average. Doesn't have to do very much. Yep, because right. they had way below average and were successful. You, I, I, one more thing, and I love. I said we're not going to talk about this, and I kept bringing it up quickly. You said this is year one of their prime. This is this or year one of their window. Excuse mm-hmm. me. How many years is a window? Three to five. Okay. Typically. 
We'll come back. Uh, Harrison Barnes' window opened up yesterday. I guess he had no power, so he decided to shoot the lights out at the Golden One Center. Uh, he was phenomenal last night. We'll talk about the Kings uh, in that win against Orlando and why I'm concerned. I'm not going to enjoy this next week of basketball. Hmm. Talk about that when Jason Jones of the Athletic and J Street Vibes podcast joins us next here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. D-Lo and KC. D-Lo and KC continues on ESPN 1320. Jason Jones set to join us here uh, in just a heartbeat. I realized it during the commercial break. We had had this Mike Brown sound um, from last night that I, I just I, I, I forgot to play probably because I kept bringing up Brock Purdy. So uh, my apologies for that. Uh, but with the Kings win last night and uh, more specifically, uh, 42 points in the paint. Uh, Mike Brown took to the podium last night. You guys got to hurry up and ask questions because I got to try to get to the nearest uh, food mart or something like that. And I mean, I'm going to try to win that mega billion or whatever. I'm a 42, 42, 42, 42, 42. I'm going to put 42s across the board. That's it. I'm excited about 42 right now. So I got to go put something on that for that mega billion that's out there. Any questions? Crickets. Huh? <laughs> Crickets. So, I mean, so I, I, the, the voice I'm hearing out yelling in the background says, you want to elaborate on the 42? Is that, oh, yes. That's it, 42. 
That's all I usually I go in this long freaking soliloquy, you know, but no, it's about 42, baby. 42. Isn't Babe Ruth 42? No. No. Jackie no. Robinson? Okay. Jackie <laughs> Robinson, I knew some other. Hey, hey, all I know is points in the paint. 42. 42. You guys Mike, 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 Mike thought he was on Def Comedy Jam last night and. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Mike. Mike needs Russell Wilson's guy who was just laughing at everything he was saying at that one press conference. Oh, he definitely needs Russell Wilson's guy. Oh, oh man, I, w- I would have helped you out, Mike, if Mike. I was in the press conference. I would have laughed, man. Oh, you would have been. You would have been the guy. I'm like, <laughs> you would have been the media guy who laughs at all of the coaches' jokes. The, the best part is the silence. That's a good call. Ask questions because I got to try to get to the yep. nearest. Uh, Food Mart or something yep. like that. Thanks, and, Coach. I mean, I'm gonna. They don't even sell a lot. Try of to win that mega yeah. billion or whatever. Whatever it is. 42, 42, 42, 42, 42. I'm yep. gonna put 42s across the board. That's it. I'm excited about 42 right now. So I got to go put something on that for that mega billion. Pause for laughter here. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Oh, I love this oh, so much. I, it's the silence. Any questions? <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Oh, man. he was so he, happy. He's just trying to show a different side of he himself. He was so man. happy. Oh, coach. I love it. Let's welcome in our man, Jason Jones. The J- Look how happy Jason Jones looks. I don't know what I just watched, but hey. That's, that's about 42, 42. He said, isn't that Babe Ruth's number? Oh, no, no, Coach. Man. No. Oh, man. I thought about oh, it, though. Oh, man. I thought about All it. All the numbers you can say for people for 42, you say Babe. Well, look. Well, Babe Ruth was a brother, though. I was about to say. Babe Ruth was a brother. Mike Brown might be playing chess. Yeah. Because he's thinking, oh, 42 is the, the first black player to play in the game. It was Babe Ruth, Babe right? Ruth. Yep. Oh, dang, my bad. Yep. No, it was Jackie Robinson. Jay, could you do an article about how Babe Ruth was the first black baseball player? <laughs> I suppose I could. You could talk to Spike Lee. Won't. You won't? Okay. Spike Lee will tell you. Spike Lee, a big proponent Spike, of that. Spike can have that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a Dodger. I'm a ride with Jackie. I don't know what Babe was. I just know Babe, you know. Babe First black babe. baseball player, yeah, yeah. There's there's enough evidence out there to say, oh, he with us, <laughs> he with us, <laughs> he with us. Uh, proper introduction, Jason Jones of the Athletic, uh, in the J Street Vibes podcast. The clip uh, that you walked in there, Jay, was Mike Brown last night in the post game press conference talking about 42, the amount of points. Uh, that the Sacramento Kings gave up in the paint to the Orlando Magic. Obviously a, 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 a far cry from the 78 that they gave up against them in Orlando and the 70 uh, that they gave up against your Los Angeles Lakers on Saturday. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure you watched both of these games. What, particularly, we, we, we go back to Saturday here for a minute. Just watching Thomas Bryant just at will score – uh, on the Sacramento Kings. As that game is developing, what are you thinking watching that? Are they going to, like, do something different? Are they going to at least put a hand in his face? You know, you're just going to let this guy do what he wants to you? Mm. I mean, he's, you know, he's jumping up, taking rebounds from people, flying around, keeping possession. I'm like, I guess they're just going to, you know, 
you know, maybe Thomas Bryant will become one of those guys who has his game whenever he sees Sacramento now. Because, mm. I mean, they sure didn't try to stop him. And it was, I, got, I didn't know if that was Thomas Bryant, Akeem Olajuwon. I didn't know who I was watching at, some, at different times. Thomas Wilt Bryant. I mean, that guy was a Hall of Famer I saw. I mean, they don't need AD back if they got Thomas Bryant against the Kings. <laughs> but, you know, they were able to rebound from that. Yeah. And play well on Monday night. I know everybody who says just the Orlando Magic. Hey, man, all the wins count the same. Hey, it took a buzzer beater to beat Orlando the right. first time. <laughs> all the, hey, all the wins count the same, man. And and they did what they were supposed to do, in my opinion, Jason, against a team like Orlando. If if the Kings are a good team, right? You handle business against Orlando at home, which is what I'm expecting for the next two games as well. Even though you got talent on Houston, you should be able to handle business. So last night they took care of business, and I'm not going to – uh, downplay that for them. They did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, but I look at the West. You get past Denver and like maybe Memphis. I don't know if there's really a good team in the West. Mm. You know, what are like five teams above 500? Mm. I just don't see a lot of good teams right now. So it's like we can say if they're a good team, they should win the next two. But if they lost one or one of them, I wouldn't be like shocked. I mean, there's a lot of just average teams right now whether it be injuries or just roster, whatever the case may be, I've never seen so many teams around 500, you know, in January. And they're all, you know, it's all, you know, from like six on down. You could, you know, go from a hat some nights. Okay, one night, OKC goes out there and destroys, you know, Boston. Yeah. One night, Minnesota might look good. The Lakers can go out there and beat Denver. Then they get, they, you know, one night or they'll beat Miami without LeBron, but then they'll go out and get, you know, lose to Indiana. I mean, this is just a weird season. But the, so I, th- I, I, I think the real part of that story, at least for us, is the Kings aren't one of those teams. Like, they've been at fifth, and they're just kind of hanging out there because – mainly because no one else can get their stuff together. So even even though they haven't been uh, excelling lately, because the Clippers have lost six straight, the Phoenix Suns have lost six straight, they've been able to stay right there amongst those five teams that are above 500 that you just mentioned. Yeah. They're doing what they're supposed to. They're hanging in there. and All the wins matter. People talk about that game doesn't matter here or there. You get to April and you're two games out, you start going, man, imagine if we didn't lose that one game right there that we should have won. So mm-hmm. they all matter. They got to keep piling them up, you know, best they can. And then when, you know, maybe when the Warriors, you know, starting tonight, get get Steph back or mm-hmm. as Phoenix gets healthy, now they've got to chase you. Mm-hmm. And that puts more pressure on them. Maybe there aren't those games where they can give guys nights off and those type of things. So they got to win every game they can at this point. And, I thought the losses last week, especially the Lakers one, was a bad, you know, you let a team without AD shoot like that against you. You let a team score 134 that made nine threes and none in the second half. Hmm. That's that's like sick defense. I I don't know how you do that in today's NBA. Hey, what what was your thought about this whole, you know, Chemezi Metu getting to play and – you know, and, and playing these 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 bench guys or not playing them or whatever. Did you did you look at it? You know, as Mike Brown needs to get back to playing those guys earlier in the season, or you kind of go with what it seemed like the message was before. Hey, you either get it done when you get in there, or you don't play. 
Like, how do you think, you know, that was has been handled? I mean, I generally have liked how Mike's handled things. Just generally keeping everybody ready. Some nights a guy might work better than others, but I like Mezzi maybe more than other people do in this term. Like I know we said on the podcast, this team needs as many guys who play with an edge as possible. Preferably guys above six three who can play with an edge. Mm-hmm. You know, for you, you know, you know, I like what Davion and TD and those guys, but you need a guy who's at least near the rim with an attitude. Mm-hmm. And Mezzi has that. And you know, with Rashawn being in and out the lineup, if you're going to give you know, give somebody some minutes. I have no problem with Mezzi getting those minutes. And he got to wear the chain last night. And I think if he plays more, he'll get that chain more. I, I just like what he does for them because, you know, he's got length. He's, he's athletic. He can, you know, he'll, he, he gives you good effort on defense. And like I said, I like that he plays with, a, you know, a little bit of an edge, a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. We've got tickets to see the Sacramento Kings take on uh, Toronto coming up on the 25th. Fifth, uh, we've got those tickets for you right now. Call in number three nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. The Sacramento Kings take on Toronto with the Golden One Center, uh, January twenty fifth. Call in number three right now nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Jason Jones. That's the Maple Leafs, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Making sure. Yep. Um, are you playing hurt today? A little bit. I'm better than I was last night. Uh, kids have spent the last month getting me sick. Oh, so I mean, I'm my voice is kind of going in and out. I've been, you know, walking around with cough drops, taking, you know, taking naps. It's kind of like being a kid again, <laughs> you know, taking these naps and whatnot. But I mean, my my previous bout with, with this, whatever the kids have been bringing, was way worse. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I'm hanging in. Hopefully, my voice and everything will get back to normal next couple of days and. You know, my kids think it's funny because, you know, I can't really yell at them or anything. <laughs> so they got free reign uh, over at the house. You mentioned oh, you, yeah. you like what Mike has done for the most part this season. Um, so are, are you okay with, with the way he rotates players and, and with the idea that, I mean, Chemezi is the latest example. We hadn't seen Chemezi in, in weeks and, and – you know, it's kind of, you know, uh, Terrence Davis now has been out of the lineup uh, quite a bit. He got a little action in the last two games, but he seems sure. to have kind of fallen out of place. Like, are you good with that line of coaching? Do you think that's an effective line of coaching? It can be as long as you're winning. Mm. And I think, with, you know, they haven't had like a six-game losing streak where you're going to start saying, see, you need to go back to doing this, this, and this. Outside, know the first four games of the year, and then he went ahead and made the switch and put Keegan in the starting lineup, which I think all of us thought Keegan was going to be starting, you know, as soon as he was ready to go. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, you, you got your starters, and you got what well, you got Malik, you got Davion. And I would like it if you could say you knew for sure that the next two would be whoever is going to be TD. I like TD too. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see him get consistent minutes as well. But Mike is big on kind of mix and matching, you know, and if you're to me, if you're not going to play Rashawn as your center, backup center, if you're not going to use Alex Lynn, if you're not going to, you know, let Kata learn on the job, I have got no problem with just rolling with Mezzi and you just play small mm-hmm. when you, when, when you take, you know, Sabonis out, yeah. you know, but like I said, they're 21 and 18. So, 
you know, in, in, a, in a Western Conference where a lot of teams are struggling, you know, we can nitpick at it, but I, I don't have too big of a complaint because because I think you got a solid top seven. And then generally, you get to the eighth, ninth, tenth guy, those are spot minutes. So I can't really, you know, get up in arms about, you know, even though I would like to see Mezzi and TD play more, I can understand kind of the thinking about do guys got to stay ready. Hey, uh, why doesn't Harrison Barnes do this every night? <laughs> the guy's got the skill set. He's got the talent to, you know, maybe not put put up 30 on 11 to 13. But, I mean, he, That's all. That's all we're asking. Uh, put up 30 on 11 to 13. I guess it's the conundrum for his t- entire career, right? Like, he's got all the tools, all the skill set. But it doesn't happen every night that type of way. I think in part because Harrison's a – very talented blue guy and he's going to make the he's mr make the right play i mean before mike you know arrived as coach the previous coaches have begged harrison please shoot more we need you to shoot more but this is not harrison's going to make the right if he doesn't think that's the right play he's going to pass the ball mm-hmm. i mean and i think on this team you can get away with a little bit more because you got more talent but in previous years it's like come on man we got we got what Mo Harkless and nobody else, man. Please shoot, <laughs> right. you know. And he's just gonna—he's just gonna play it, you know. Like I said, to me, he's just a—he's just a—he's a glue guy, but he's a highly skilled glue guy. So he's gonna do all the right things. He's gonna sacrifice on defense. He's gonna do all the little things. But the thing is, he'll go out and give you thirty like he did last night. You'll go, man, where's that been? Mm-hmm. You won't see that you no know, again, probably. You know. As soon as I say we won't see it tomorrow, he'll go 40. <laughs> I know I've teased him before about getting close to his career high. I'm like, come on, man. Get to the line. Do something. <laughs> what is his career high? 36? I feel like 36 is, is his career high. It's something in the 30s, I believe. Yeah. I remember specifically we were in a game on the road, and I said, he's getting it tonight. Kind of like a point short. <laughs> That's amazing. He was cooking last night. Yeah, he was. Uh, he definitely was. And so was Malik Monk, man. I think that's one thing that we learned uh, over the last couple of days, uh, Jay, is Malik Monk's value to that bench. Even though the Kings put up 134 points uh, against the Los Angeles Lakers, it absolutely felt like they were missing something, and that's something they were missing uh, was Malik Monk. He brings an incredible amount of energy, and he – kind of he seems to especially when he's hitting and things are clicking for him because he gets really really animated and into everything he seems to tie that entire second unit together yeah and you don't have a guy who can duplicate that that second unit. you don't have right. a TD's a different type of player right Davion's not going to give you what Malik gives you yeah. and he's like I said, he's a different type of guy off the bench he's really a starter level talent at that so when you put him in the game, it's not like you go, oh, my God, Kevin's coming out and they're putting Malik in. It's going to be, you know, close our eyes for seven minutes or whatever. You know, he's going to give you good minutes generally. So, yeah, you definitely missed that on Saturday. And, you know, you get him back. You know, they're going to make three like they did last night every night. But, I mean, if they're going to make 23 threes a game, go ahead and get the parade ready. <laughs> You heard him. There we go. You heard the man. Jason, we'll, we'll get you on a float. You know what I mean? We'll get you on one of these floats, man. I, I would be third, I'd be kicked off the float immediately. <laughs> they would see me and say, there's the L.A. guy. They would I, they you, try to oh, you'd, you'd get a float. You've, you've done enough for this team. you get a float. 
it'd be like one of the last floats, <laughs> but you'd get a float. Would I be on a float with like who? With like George Carl yep. and like I'd be with all the former coaches. Jorgis Papianis. <laughs> yeah, you know, Malachi Richardson. Oh, Malachi. You know, just, just dig up, you know, get me back there with everybody, you know, Scal, get us all back there, Willie Cauley-Stein, <laughs> all the old coaches. You know, I can be back there. I hang out with Vlade back there, too. Napier would be on the oh, float behind geez. you. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <man. laughs> He'd be on that float by himself. We'll just send that joint through Del Paso Heights. Then they'll be like, all floats matter. That flo- <laughs> float took a wrong turn. Boy, take, a, take a detour. Put a- Boy, go like, to the why is it getting on eighty? Where is it? Go- well, hold up, where is it going? <laughs> How come all these flights are these? These floats are purple and gray, and that one's just all black. <laughs> just a black float. Wow. See? Oh man. Yeah. Well. Well. It is what it is. Hey. <laughs> Indeed. Hey, five. Like I said, five teams above five hundred. They're one of them. Twenty-one what? wins. 20 wins from being 500. That's what, well, I don't know if you got a chance to listen, Damien, but I started the countdown. Everybody talking about what the win total is. The countdown is happening yeah, now. I, I actually caught that. They're, yeah. they're 20 away from 41. Mm-hmm. And then we said, heck, let's just make it 21. The countdown starts now at 21. Let's get over 500. 42 and 40. The countdown is underway. Do the Kings have 21 more wins in them? I would think they do. I really hope so. Because if they don't, something's going terribly wrong. Something's gone terribly wrong. I mean, See, that's the I, thing. It I, probably hasn't gone terribly wrong. It's just gone wrong. Because they're only three games above 500 now. It's not like they're yeah, lighting up the, the world. that's the thing about it. You know, we talk about how well, you know, how things are going. You look at the standings, like I said, you go, they're like three games ahead of, like, the temp team or something crazy. Well, the Kings, so, for some they're like a They're like a bad week. Away. But what they've been good at doing is, Stopping that bad week, like right in the right, you know, don't let like a bad three game stretch become a bad six game stretch. Yeah, right. they've been really good at shutting those off because look at the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, for, are, for some reason, uh, for some reason, the Kings just won't play 82 games this year. Why are they like four games behind everybody? Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> What's that all about? They're gonna, <laughs> I don't know, you know, some, some, you know conspiracy. We'll get some new schedule that comes out. They'll have four games. They'll have four games in three nights. <laughs> they'll, play the, they'll play the only doubleheader of the season, but it won't be the same team. They'll like bring in one team in the morning. Oh, they have to fly to Utah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay, we appreciate. We're gonna we're gonna let you go take a nap, Jay. We're gonna let you thank we'll, you. Let you get get back on your get back on your sleep schedule, man. Feel better. All right, man. Appreciate y'all. All right. We appreciate you. Uh, that's Jason Jones playing hurt today for us here uh, on D-Lo and KC. Was that Suge Knight on his shirt? I couldn't I tell if that so. was a parody shirt or a real. I thought it was Suge. I couldn't really tell who it was, though. Couldn't really tell. Can I tell was. you why I'm worried about this next week and my enjoyment of basketball? I'd, lo- I'd love to hear it. Because I was locked into that game last night. I was thrilled with the way that they were playing. Mm-hmm. And then the game ends, and it's like, all right. You know, light the beam. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Sorry, Trista. Trista was like, can someone tell me what it looks like? Just describe it. Poor someone Trista. take a picture. Shout out to everyone who 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 took the picture for her, who was at the game and and uh, let the beam uh, onto her timeline. It's like, all right, work on the show. I was like, I really don't. Okay, they won. 
I expected them to win. They played well, too. They didn't just win. Like, I thought they did a, a, a lot of things that we've talked about uh, in recent days. Like, they executed. Like, they executed on the defensive end. They executed in the paint. They scored a lot of points in the paint themselves. I thought they did a lot, a lot right. And, of course, the record-breaking number – or the, the, the franchise-tying number of threes. It's great stuff. Well, why do I feel this way? Uh, probably because it's Orlando. Uh, probably because they've done a, a, a great job of bouncing back, and I kind of expected them to. Then I realized, yo, they got a 10-win Houston team coming up. And then another game against a 10-win Houston team. Hopefully, there's still a 10-win Houston team. Um, I'm sorry, this is a wild alert. Uh-oh. Stephanie McMahon announces she has uh, resigned from her position as co-CEO. Oh, Lord. Wow. Vince McMahon is back. You imagine wow. running your daughter out of the corporation? <laughs> wow! My goodness, sorry, I got, I got, I got, I, got, I very much got distracted. Yo, that that that's a that's a crazy situation. <sighs> wow, that cell probably can't come fast enough. You think for for, you think, for them? You think trips leaves? <sighs> so Meltzer said Vince wanted con- the creative back. There was a report that Triple H will maintain creative control. The board turned that down. They said, no, you can have the chairman position back. You cannot have control of creative back. But if you're chairman of the board, how can you not like dictate whether Triple H has that position or not? Right. Uh, and I always thought the co-CEO thing was weird. Like, who has co-CEOs? Right. Nobody. Gotta There's no such boss. thing as a co-CEO. Yeah. So this leads me to believe with Nick Khan in charge, remember Nick Khan was a top agent at CAA, mm. that a sale is very likely imminent. Mm. Um, the the sale has been something that's been talked about for probably a year and a half now. WWF is pro- WWE is probably getting sold uh, relatively soon. And what does that what does that look like for Vince? Uh. It means like is he's he, no longer chairman of the board. So unless he, the, unless that's unless that's negotiated in right. the sale, there's no way it would be. Right. So this is his last. This is stand. it. This is it. This this changes the professional wrestling landscape forever mm. when that company is sold. WWE, though they've been a publicly traded company, mm. it's been I th- I th- what was an eighty percent owned by Vince McMahon. Mm. He still has the majority shares of everything. He's still the decision maker. All of that stuff. Even when he retired, people believed he was the decision maker. It was still a family-run operation Mm -hmm. with shareholder responsibilities. Mm -hmm. All of that disappears if they sell to their. I mean, obviously, NBC Universal is probably like a, 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 a prime. Amazon, Apple, all of the same NFL like yeah. people. You think you think. Be the same thing because ultimately w- what they want is they want to be able to distribute the WWE network. Mm-hmm. NBC already has it. That doesn't mean they're 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 trying to buy it. It makes a lot of sense, right? But that doesn't mean they're trying to buy it. It also means there's probably a lot of changes coming to how we consume professional wrestling because if Apple TV buys it, what the hell they want to deal with NBC Universal right. for it. They want to own their content, right? And and you said the TV rights deal is coming up. Right, which means it could conceivably just end and air on Apple TV. Wow. Amazon Prime. 
I hope it's not Amazon Prime. But Why? it could just air. Why you like Amazon I don't. I, d- I don't know. I find the user experience frustrating. Mm-hmm. I d- when when I click on the football game for the ten seconds that I don't get agitated that I can't flip to anything else, it's crystal clear picture. Like it looks beautiful. I've never had a hiccup watching Amazon Prime. No, me neither. I just don't like. Like I just. I I think the quality of like the interface is well below Hulu, Netflix, Apple, virtually everything else. I think that's what airtime is on. It way. is. Yeah. yeah. It absolutely. So was Come Fly With Me. Yeah. Made Reese sit down and watch it. We're going to watch it again, matter of fact. He's going to know all the lines. My duty. Yeah, well, yeah, it's crazy. All good things have to come to an end, I guess, with the WWE. So Stephanie's statement says, uh, and with Nick's leadership and Paul Levesque, Triple H, as chief content officer, I'm confident WWE is in a perfect place. So there's the answer to your question. Triple H isn't going anywhere. Mm. Yeah, tri- Trips is probably, he probably just going to ride it out to the new bosses and he's he's going to be the one that runs the business. He, he And he could, could yeah, he could, yep, he absolutely could. Uh, and he'd be a, no pun intended, prime candidate for it. Yeah. Um, Sorry to uh, detour us. Uh, my concern about the Kings this week um, was the fact that they're they're you know we we you, you said they got to go three and zero, and I like I agree with you they got to go three and zero, and then I was like oh okay well what's what's next we, we got Philly coming up like who's San Antonio's this weekend mm-hmm. and it's like. All right, now I'm looking at it where I expect to win this this team to win four straight games, yep. which is something I think they've only done once this year. They would then be six games over five. And they'd be six games over five, but something that they haven't been at all this year. Right. And it's like I've put I've 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 put expectations on the team where I absolutely expect them to do something that they haven't done all year, and that like I don't. Wouldn't that get you excited in itself? Yes, it would. On Sunday or Saturday, when it was on, when it was over, whenever the San Antonio game is over, that's when I'll be excited for it. And then they got the Lakers coming up. By the way, it's not it's not like it's a world beater after they got the Lakers coming up, and I, they owe the Lakers one after mm-hmm. after that one thirty six one thirty four uh, performance at the Golden One Center. And then it's Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm morphing into Kenny Caraway right before everybody's eyes, and that it's like, yo, this team needs to this team. Needs to start stacking wins. Yeah, I think the way. Sorry that, for using the stacking term. That I has bad, <laughs> bad memories. Bad memories. <laughs> but that, but they it's like not as bad as watching the tape. No, definitely not as bad. But it's like, yo, they've got a bunch of bad basketball teams coming up. Well, and I think, and the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers are bad, by the way. I think that's an entirely different type of game. But when you look at everything else, it's like they're below you. Yeah, you've got these two against Houston. That is a bad basketball team. Oklahoma City, they're they're a not as purposely a bad basketball team, but obviously they ain't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got San Antonio. Well, I think I, I can't think, name three players in the San Antonio starting lineup. Johnson. I wasn't asking uh, you. to. got hurt. Portal. What is his name? Portal. You don't. You can't either. You're watching high school basketball in Los Angeles right now, and you can't name well, three was, starters for the San Indiana. Antonio Spurs. It was in Indiana, but it's okay. Okay. Um. The thing that will keep you like. What channel was that on? It was on ESPN Plus. Oh. Yeah. 
Good All stuff. Right. They always got good stuff on there. Um, the thing that will keep you, like, hyped up is the fact that they're winning games. And there will be little things here and there that will get you excited, right? Like, if they win tomorrow, maybe you won't be excited, right? But if they win Friday, there'll be the storyline of they finally got five games over. Sure. There we go. And then if they beat San Antonio, there'll be six games over. And then we'll get all these stats about first time being six games over. And then we'll go into mm-hmm. the Lakers games. And this is a big game. Yeah. We got to get the Lakers back. Yeah. All right. AD might be back or LeBron will be playing. Like, it's a big game. So then, you know, when they beat the Shoot, Lakers. Shoot, if AD's back, I wouldn't even play him. <laughs> See what Thomas Bryant did? Those are those are AD numbers. Shoot, rest AD that day I, if I was the Los Angeles Lakers. Hey, man, that, that, that may be the move. That may be the move. But. You'll have that, and then OKC. I mean, say they win that game, then you're you're looking at we're we're close at that seven game mark again. <laughs> like if they win all these games, the thing that's going to keep you out is they keep winning games. Yeah, like oh my gosh. So I think um, one, two, three, four, five, going into Friday that Friday the twentieth against the Thunder, they can be looking at. Getting a six game. Oh yeah, streak. you you get past the Lakers. Like we're we're yeah no th- th- yeah. Th- that's that's different. And I think I would be excited if they won the next three games. Mm-hmm. My frustration with myself is that I expect them to win the next three games. Yeah, understandably. So do I. So do I. And that's tough. Like I ain't out there playing. Like it's 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 tough to hit on all cylinders every night. It's tough to do those types of things. I don't care that Houston's ten, you know, a, a, a ten win team. Maybe they're not that bad, you know, whatever they are. Um, no, they're ten and thirty. That's exactly what they are. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're, they're going to be out there trying to play to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jalen Green going to you going to have people in the stands. Oklahoma City's an eighteen win team. That's not even a that team like you, you 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 look past San Antonio. They're thirteen and twenty eight. Damn, Houston got a worse record than San Antonio. Like I said, Jay Green, Jalen Green, you're going to have people all in the stands. You know, all those people coming from Fresno in the Bay Area. So you're going to be looking to show out of a good game. Kevin Porter Jr. is always looking to show out. Mm. So those guys are going to come to play. King, King's got to be ready, ready to do it too. Where do you think OKC would be if Chet was healthy? Maybe a game or two better. That's it? Yeah. Chet's really good, though. I was thinking about him the other day. Uh, well, that's funny. A game or two better. That that just kind of slides them, like if not into that two that that ten playing spot, you know, right on the cusp yeah. of it. That, uh, Reese was asking about Chet. Um, he's just like, man, I wish he was playing. And I, I'm I'm anxious to see him on the court. Me too. I'm anxious to see what he can do. And it sucks that he's, you know, out for uh, his whole season, this whole rookie season. But yeah. I'm anxious to see what what he can be. Hey, do you know who um, – you're never going to guess it, but okay. there's a 16-year NBA veteran who is now working towards a career as an NBA official. A 16-year veteran working towards a career as an NBA official. Used to play with the Lakers, played with Kobe. It's not Jamal. Who? Smush Parker. There's a picture of him here in the NBA official uh, you can't. referee. You can't. Huh. You, if you're smush, you can't do that. Why? Because if I'm a player, I'm like, bro, you're smush Parker. Get out of my face. <laughs> Treat him like Kobe. Smush Parker? Smush Get Parker out of my face. Working towards being an NBA ref. You remember Hayward Workman? He was Haywood, Haywood Workman or Hayward Workman. Whatever, he used to play for the Pacers. He ended up being an official. Hmm. 
Yeah. Played for the Pacers in our lifetime? Mm-hmm. Like the Reggie era. Okay. Nine, early 90s. Yeah. Um, there was one other thing. Did you see – we didn't talk about this. this DeMarcus Cousins should be an official. <laughs> that – Man, That's I, would, I would watch every game that he was officiating. Uh, did you see Devin Funches, former wide receiver for the Panthers and the Bears, mm-hmm. is trying to be a professional basketball player? He's, like, been working out, and I think he's going to go to the big three tryouts. He was he was okay. trying to be, like, in the league, like, in the G League, mm-hmm. and I don't know what happened with that. But, um, yeah, he's directed his energy to trying to be a professional ball player. I always remember Funches because he was wasn't he the report the wide receiver for Cam when Cam was like, "It's funny hearing <laughs> women talk about running routes." <sighs> I don't yo, know. Cam it was, was Devin. yo, bro. It's like, Come on, man. Oh, Cam. Hey, damn, that's wild too. Cam's career just ended. I don't know. Cam, I, Carmelo, Demarcus, their careers just ended. Carmelo and. Uh, and DeMarcus need to be back. Well, DeMarcus might be back. He's working out for the Lakers this week. But could you imagine could you imagine Cam uh in those press conferences with our girl Sheena? Oh my god. <laughs> I you talk about pain to say put that put that on. Can you imagine if Cam had said that to Sheena? <laughs> oh, that's I'm gonna reach out to him. We, yeah, we got to ask, ask her just her. how she Oh yeah. That's 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 good stuff right there. Uh, we appreciate you for being with us. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the thumbs up before you go. Hit the subscribe button. If you're watching on Facebook, uh, do the same thing. Hit the like button. If you're listening on the Odyssey app, you could hit the heart button in the upper right-hand corner. Save us as your favorite radio station. But wherever you are, make sure that you're back here with us tomorrow at noon on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Holla. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code GOLF. For an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code G-O-L-F. Use code GOLF for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cashback's not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Attention hunters, don't miss the Wild Sheep Foundation's Hunting and Outdoor Expo, The Sheep Show, January 12th, 13th, and 14th at the Reno Sparks Convention Center. This is the largest mountain game hunting and outdoor show of the year with over 400 exhibits featuring everything for the backcountry sportsmen and we are open to the public. For more information, go to wildsheepfoundation.org. Save $5 off admission with a coupon from Bass Pro Shops in Rockland. Make the short drive to Reno. Come for the sheep, stay for the party. What do Mick Jagger, Barbara Walters, and Star Jones all have in common? They've all suffered from something called heart valve disease. Heart valve disease affects 11 million Americans and if left untreated can lead to death. Unfortunately, less than one in four Americans have much knowledge of this disease that kills more than 25,000 people every year. 
The good news is that if heart valve disease is treated, patients can recover and live long, happy, and productive lives. But in order to treat heart valve disease, you need to know if you have it. If you or your loved ones are over the age of 65, have been treated with radiation to the chest, have been diagnosed with a heart murmur, or have a history of heart disease, it's time to listen to your heart. Ask your doctor today about screening for heart valve disease. A message sponsored by Heart Valve Voice US. For more information about the symptoms and treatment for valve disease, go to heartvalvevoice-us.org. These are the sounds of a dinner. A dinner that almost didn't happen. A dinner now served, thanks to people like you. Due to COVID-19, 17 million more Americans may face hunger. Feeding America is helping our neighbors in need. And if you're able, you can too. Donations are being accepted at feedingamerica.org slash coronavirus. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Feeding America. 200 Food Bank Strong. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing. Together millions of things for our planet. Don't forget about the environment when making New Year's resolutions. This year, resolve to recycle more. Recycle paper, bottles, and cans. Reuse paper and plastic bags. And get a reusable bag for groceries. Recycle old clothes by donating them to charity. And recycle old electronics like TVs, computers, and cell phones at appropriate e-waste facilities. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a hundred things, a thousand things, a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing. Together millions of things for our planet. Make the switch to green soaps and personal products and green cleaning products for the sink and shower. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? This traffic report is brought to you by... You love them enough to do anything for them. Dad, can we make 200 cookies for my bake sale tomorrow? Let's do this. Including checking NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 